Hello, Sky friends. Scott here. I'm jumping in to let you all know that Seasons of Skyrend has officially launched our Patreon page. Now you can help support the show directly and get some bonuses in return. We have rewards ranging from special Discord roles to outtakes to creating your own NPC for the world of Skyrend and more. Head over to patreon.com slash skyrendpodcast for all the details. Every dollar goes into running and improving the show that you have helped make a success. And with your support, we can make the show even better. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Again, that's patreon.com slash skyrendpodcast. Any amount of support is appreciated. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. I'm here today to talk to you about our sponsor, Libris Arcana. They offer dice subscriptions, leather gaming covers, and more. I signed up for their monthly subscription, and let me tell you, these are some great dice. They're perfect for causing some trouble in our game. Head over to their website, librisarcana.com, and you can get a subscription of your very own. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A dot com. As a bonus to Seasons of Skyrend listeners, you can use the promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month. Each month, you'll receive a new and unique set of dice delivered right to your door. Again, enter promo code SKYRAND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month's subscription. Go get yourself some dice and help us keep the lights on. Thank you, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Book 2, Chapter 49 Measuring Success As you take Aranus's words and inspiration to heart, 
while it is mentally stirring, there's so much being pulled through your arm right now. And everybody can see beams of light start to shoot out of Vale's arm. Oh dear. Wow. Oh dear. It's still siphoning through Vale into the mantle. The, the other lights in the temple are not dimming anymore. But it is starting to take a drastic toll on Vale's body. And what do you do? Crap. I feel like healing you isn't going to do any good. Can I do the same thing again? I mean, if you have a different way to inspire Vale. I mean, still with Bardic Inspiration, but not that same song. Okay, so this time instead of singing, I actually, like, attempt to give Vale, like, a, a motivational speech. <laughs> like, that I'm not absolutely going to be able to do off the top of my own head right now, but sure, Aranus would be better What's at What's the gist of the speech? The gist of the speech is, like, you're almost there, keep going, got this. <laughs> I cannot believe that this is actually working. No, I don't say that. I think it's the it, bottom of the ninth, and you only got one more out to go, kid. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Right. You can do this. I believe in you. <laughs> Slash. This is incredible. Okay. Darvin, what's going through your head right now? Oh, you know, a sinking feeling. <laughs> fair. Very fair. All right, Vale. If you want to continue oh. doing this, oh yeah, do I use my another... yes? Thing? Okay, sorry. Roll another Constitution saving throw. Nineteen on the die. I'm going to save the D8. Okay, that's two successes. The flame of the bulb is starting to get smaller. It's about the size of a honeydew now. Your arm is still lit up, bright green. Beams of light exiting out through your skin. You can start to feel the tingle now just spreading across your chest. Do you want to try again? Yeah, it's working. Roll another con saving. Uh, that's a 17 total. I'm going to save the D8. Okay. That, but I'm going to do it. As the bulb is extinguished, your arm does not stop glowing. That's going to make stealth real hard. I'm sorry. You are filled with... How do you say this? You're filled with the after image of this magical energy, and your arm is green and glowing. There are still beams of light coming out of it. And at this point, the mantle has taken everything it can from the bulb. It needs to be turned off. Mm -hmm. You've got to stop the flow. Because at this point, you're holding your hand out, and there's nothing magical to grab onto. And you can just start to feel the pull of the magic of everything else start to come towards you. What do you guys do? Turn it off. I, can light yeah. I think you can all see Rumble's mantle now. This once dark opal with like just glints of color on the inside. It's now crackling with this green energy inside. It's dancing around, and it is trying to get more. It's hungry. It doesn't know how to stop. Uh, put the cloth back on it. <laughs> like, trying. Are we in any sort of order here? Or, no, no, or, it's no? up for uh, whoever's got my first thought would be to try to just, like, turn it off. Like, I, I turned it on. Can I just turn it off? Well, I wouldn't say so much that you turned it on as you got it into the well, magic. I got it going. Can yeah. I get it to stop? If you roll Arcana. Okay. 
This is gonna be Still not difficult. I mean, this is gonna be not easy. That's a 19, and I only have a plus one. I think I'm gonna go with a 20. Okay. That's a good roll. <laughs> you feel the pull on the surrounding magic start to lessen, and you think a little bit more, and it'll be awful. Like, it'll be safe. As safe as it is. Because right now it is actively still trying to like, mm-hmm. pull things in. It'll be like before. Yeah. Like, unless you actually get it in contact with something else magical, like, okay. it'll be off-off. You just need one more. Cool. I try again. Are you, okay. It's 14 plus 1 <laughs> plus... Well, it's Arcana, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, god damn it. 16. Uh, yeah, that's not enough. I didn't think oh, so. Oh, god um, damn it. Would you like to seek assistance from anybody else in your party I here? I will help. help. I will help. <laughs> How are you... Of course, uh, the D8 had to be a one. <sighs> yeah. Turning this off is a lot harder than getting it going. I, I don't even know how to help. I'm kind of terrified to get near this thing. Um, it might be more about, like, I think I need to kind of put the cloth back over it or, like, will it to stop. I don't honestly know. Um, well, it doesn't help. <laughs> son of a bitch! I rolled above a ten twice tonight in like fifteen <laughs> rolls. What does that come to? Seven. Ooh. Yes, Arnis. Unfortunately, that is not enough. And as you're tossing the cloth back over it. You realize that's great for normal handling, but with it active, it's not really doing much of anything. And as much as you're trying to focus your own magical knowledge and abilities around this thing to try to get it cut off from everything else around you, but try as you might, it's not stopping it. And you see the lights above start to dim again. Is it still trying to channel out through me to reach out to things? Uh, yes. I think as long as you are physically holding it and you've got that glowing green-ass arm, yes. Okay, then my next thought would be to... Oh, God, this is such a bad idea. I'm going to go, like, electricity style and close the loop. And so if it's trying to reach out, I'm putting my other hand on it and closing the cycle, and it's probably going to kill me, but maybe stop the whole problem. From coming down on top of all of us. So bad. So bad. Only a constitution saving throw. This is not. Yeah. Those other things were not easy. This is hard. Plain and simple. 18. That green glow starts spreading to your other arm. This is not working. Like, yeah, it is just. It's pulling it from your one arm through the rest of your body down to the other one. So now you've got your other, your left arm starting to glow green as well. And it's not stopping it from pulling anything else either. Like, those lights are dimming and Veil is glowing even brighter. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't even know what to do. Because anything I have to do, I'm going to have to roll and I'm going to just fuck it up. <laughs> Our arcana check is, like, the easiest way to turn it off. I liked Bale's idea, guess... but, man, that had to be a high DC. Oh, I, um, I, I guess I'll try, I'll try an arcana check again. But, oh, man. Thank God. 19. Okay. <sighs> I think with Vale holding on to it still with both hands, 
You're able to work the magic in the air. First, you're just like forcing it all through Veil. But as you focus in more and more on the mantle itself, you feel the pull lessen and lessen until it seems to have reached an equilibrium, let's just say. It's resting state. (laughs) Veil's right arm is bright green, still has beams of light shooting out of it. Their left one just has a subtle green. Let's take you to a rave. (laughs) Or find a copy of Dark Side of the Moon. But the magical pull seems to have stopped. What do you do? Let's get the fuck shit out of here. (laughs) Are we, um... You're going up first? Yes. Okay. Okay. If you just want to leave the temple, you can leave the temple. Oh, oh. Well, I want to get the water back in this room on our way out. I don't know how to do that, but... In the other room. The other one's less of a concern because there's some water in there at least. Uh, like, and we can send somebody to like, hey, you need to like fix it. But like, I think between the water that's in the rest of the temple, you can get enough that as long as you tell somebody about it, yeah, they can come and fix it. Yeah, yeah. Like they won't be good for a long time, but as long as somebody knows, yeah, yeah. Okay. What else? I'm gonna take my glowing right hand. Uh huh. And punch Darwin in the face. <laughs> Literally, I am going to punch Darwin in the face with my glowing right hand. All right, roll an attack. <sighs> Should have left you down there. Uh, this is strength, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's a four. <laughs> Darwin Vale takes a glowing swing at you. How do you react? I, I should have walked away. Vale's not going to hit you unless you what want them to. I'm not hitting Vale back, what are you saying? No, like, Vale's punch is not going to land unless you lean into it. Oh. Like, this is just a, a wild swing, and you can easily just... Yeah, that's, that's all. <laughs> okay. Are you going to say anything, or are you just going to dodge? Because if you're just going to dodge, this is going to be really interesting. No, I dodged, and then I said... I already said what I said. I forgot what it was. What did you say? Forget. Okay. Like, basically, like... What the hell, dude? I pulled you back up. We're down there risking our lives and you're sitting up there with your thumb up your ass? What did you do this entire time? I'm sorry. Did you want me to jump down there with the rope? Some help would have been nice in some way. Got it. Next time I'll leave my post as the rope hoister and jump down to help. Yeah, Got yeah. It. Run away. I throw my back on and I lead, our, lead the group out. <laughs> you have no problem. Blowing arm. You have no problem seeing. <laughs> glowing ass right arm as Vale's like torpedoing out of this temple I go you want me to try to fix your arm we'll talk about it later <laughs> and just kind of pick up all my stuff and follow them out yeah I have the mantle in my backpack do you want me to okay, okay. bye Vale <laughs> hey I also yelled at you guys when it was getting really bad I gave you warning before you noticed I was true. quite valuable here. Darwin was the first to notice the I magic the, drain was, I was the alarm a system. wider problem. Okay. I mean, you could have stayed down there. I, I could have jumped down. I could all still be stuck down there if that's what you would have wanted. Two people on the floor above us that could, could, could have come down and helped us. Uh, yeah. Is all that you hear fail say from the floor above you. As you follow the green light out of the temple. Uh, Fail, please write down that you have a glowing right arm. Fuck. The green glowing right arm. Stealthing. I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna 
try to help you. You gotta cool your jets, Turbo. Don't put that under conditions. Is there put under features and traits? Is there a place for superhuman powers? So, you've drained the bulb. Brumble's mantle is bristling with magical energy. Vale's arm simply won't stop glowing. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Um, according to the Celestials, this was how to help. <laughs> I, I want to ask a very pointed question now. <laughs> Darwin, you and your party have successfully removed what was poisoning these grown. According to the deal that you and Arnus and Dusty made, if you were able to help, they would maybe reconsider their action of putting this town to rest. So what do you do? Well, it's going to depend. Um, on? On if this actually worked and what Dusty decides to do. And if we manage to save the grunk, or, you know, the adult current grunk, <laughs> my hope, my hope, is that, you know, maybe we only succeeded in saving the young grunk, and the order will stand to kill the adults, and then I can still help them carry out their mission without putting myself at risk. Okay. How are you going to determine the breadth of this success? Well, I think we need to investigate and talk to some grung and see how they're doing, see if anything's better. Then I gotta talk to Dusty and see what his mission is now as he sees it. Okay. I think the grung have been living with this long enough that they won't notice the shift back. Like, if if all their life they're getting worse and worse and worse. If today it turned around, they're just going to get better and better and better and better. They're not going to notice. Like, that change is gradual. Okay, fair. If that's what happens. So I think you or someone needs to do some sort of investigation, medicine, arcana, like something, to examine people, environment, something, to see if anything's changed, to see if they are on the men, or if this is a cumulative thing, and at this point there's nothing you can do. Hmm. Well, we have to go talk to Imelda anyway. Why don't we start with her? Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Do you have a theory of way to help them, too? Maybe. Make it worse. I make it better. I don't know. <laughs> so you go see Amelda. God. Can, can I ask a question first for my own visual? Yeah? Is my arm glowing like a radiation glow, or is it like a fire on my arm glow? Your arm, from probably just above the shoulder all the way down to the fingertips has this intense internal green glow, but at several spots along your arm, there's magical tears in your skin where green light's just shooting out. Not like a fire, like a signal beacon. Got it. And there's no hiding that. You could wrap that up as best as you can, but it's a pretty bright light. Unless you're like encasing your arm in cement. <laughs> I don't think there's turning it off. Sweet. So much for my awesome stealth abilities. Just 
You grabbed onto one of the most magical things in the world. <laughs> and then grabbed onto another most magical thing. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to tear me apart. If you had failed enough. <laughs> I thought it was going to tear So I was like, um, can I do this thing that's like not really magic, but kind of magic, but uh, a thing? Because I want to help, but I don't want to touch it. Okay. <laughs> so your return to the village is... Announced in light. <laughs> I am my own laser light show. And as you walk into Amelda's shop, her workshop, she turns and goes, Oh my goodness, what in the world did you do? And she immediately walks up to your arm and s- starts pawing at it. She starts lifting up your sleeve to get your bare skin. Um, I kind of let her do it because I don't know how I want to stop it. So if she comes up with a solution. Before she touches you, she'll put a glove on. She knows that growing are poisonous, uh, but she will take a finger and just put it right into one of the holes in your arm. Awesome. How does that feel? Like someone put a finger in my arm? It feels like when you pull a splinter out. Oh, okay. And she's fascinated. Oh, the ice. Yeah, we got it. Did you get the green ice? Yeah. Uh, wonderful. Uh, take the package from Sam, open it up and look at it. Oh, this is very nice. Might be able to make something a bit bigger. Were you, did it? Were you successful? I mean, the green arm. As it were, yes, we, we were successful. So we're cured. That's what we'll find out. That's what we're trying to find out. Oh, someone needs to go refill the temple. Right. Do I need to tell her that explicitly? Can we just assume that, like... You could have told anybody at this point. Sorrow, be a dear. Go refill the tent. He runs off. Perfect. He grabs his gang, the posse. They go run off. They tend to the temple. It's water valves. Like, whatever. They're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Ribbit. So, uh, we need to see if you're getting better, because you may not notice immediately. Okay, how do you see? I don't know. My first instinct is to do a medicine check and see what that gets me. Alright. <laughs> Who are you doing a medicine check on? Um, Imelda. Okay. She's the one standing in front of me. Alright. <laughs> I mean, I would have done it on one of the eggs while we were in the temple, but I kind of wanted to leave. <laughs> like, okay. Oh my god. Sorry, just can't roll it on the 10. That's a 13. Okay. I think I know. Your interactions with Anelda have been so brief, it's hard to tell if there's a change. She was already in good spirits. So it's hard to tell if there's a difference now as opposed to earlier today. But you do know that there is a very sick ground here that you've had previous contact with. Might be easier to tell with her. Amelda, will you excuse me for just a minute? <laughs> go wade through some water. I'm just gonna go stand in the middle of the lake and do a laser light show. Boo! <laughs> Kids around me going. Uh, Sorrow and them went to the temple to go refill it. They'll be back. If you can't laugh at it, if you can't laugh at it, chop it off. Oh, I like my glowy arm. Okay. I haven't tried to stop yet, but I like my glowy arm currently. Yeah. <laughs> what, 
where are you chopping off to? Oh, I'm going to see Sock. All right. Darvin, are you going with? Sure. Okay. <laughs> She's the closest one to death around. If there's a place to start with Quorum's Grace. Solaris. <laughs> Sock is resting. Court is asleep in the corner. Asleep in a chair, just leaning back a little bit. Snoring softly. As he does a little puff under his chin, like it's a little bigger, a little smaller. Like frog ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought the glowing arm was my favorite part of the night. No, no, that right there. Favorite part of the night. The snoring drum. I really wish the people listening at home could have seen the visual that went with that. Oh my god, that was good. Settle down. Never. Alright. Like the same thing again, right? Mm-hmm. Another medicine check. You've got points of reference with Sock, and now looking at Imelda, a little bit easier to tell. Nice. 21. Sock's condition has stopped getting worse. But she's not getting any better. Mm. She's too far gone. Mm. Mm. She was days away from death when you showed up. And without further action, like, yeah. You stopped it from being more painful, probably. But so much in her is, like, failing. And she was already old. But, yeah. Without something else, like, her body's pretty much done. But people who were better off than Sock have a fighting chance. Hmm. What's the stink eye for? It's a good question. It's... Thought I, rather than stink I. Uh, I go back to Imelda. Oh, with this okay. Information. Sure. I feel like somebody should know, and I don't want to wake up Sock because that's mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> and. And I just kind of tell her the deduction. Oh well, if it's stopped, it's good. It's better for the children, but it's good for us. Might get a few more years. What about the birthing pool, though? Even if it's refilled, it's not going to be warm again. It's going to be too cold. What do we do? Do we go? That'd be my suggestion. You can't live where you are. You move to somewhere where you can live. It seems logical. It's like, why would you live in hurricane country after the fourth hurricane? People do. Um. But they do need warmer waters for... They're eggs. We have a solution that might work for a while, but it's not permanent. Okay. I'm listening. Although she's smart, she may be able to replicate it in some way or another. And I show her the sun orb. Okay. This might work. Yes. Yes. I think it it will. How long does it last? We have no well, idea. Know. Where can I get more, then? You're going to give up, Brizendine? No. But you can talk to the... No, I'm not... No. No, but you can talk to Honey Hollow. You can talk to could, the folks in Honey yeah, Hollow. Yeah, they could maybe develop a trade route. But I, yeah, I don't like the idea of just no, giving I'm up. Not, no, I'm Brizendine. not doing that. No, no, no. That, oh. seems, that seems not okay. But... That is 
not that close, but it's a start. Are you going through there? Are we? Probably not for no. a long while. Uh-huh. They don't I, like us much there. <laughs> I wouldn't want to impose on you more. You've done a lot. So if you're not headed that way, it's fine. We can talk to the elves in Crowbar. They can send someone out over there. Sicarius is very well-intentioned. What's up, Side-Eye? You got something else in that brain of yours? Don't be mad because you have a sister. Half. I just don't have anything to say at the mention of my half-sister. That's really That's fair. it is. Like, mm. So, do you intend to do anything else for these people, or are we, are we done? Because mm. we had talked about potentially trying to create an item that will help them with the magic we just siphoned. I mean, we can try to do that, but I don't... I don't know what's going to happen when you try to, like, bring it into another item. Although probably it's something similar to what has already happened to you. I'm already screwed by it. I'm willing to be the guinea pig to funnel something out of it now, too. I mean, at this point, I already glow. Well, and now I'm worried, though, having drained that thing, do I want to leave any of that power with them? Because clearly the power is what was hurting all of them. So do we want to leave any of it here? My instinct Mm -hmm. would be no. We don't want to do that. You're the one wiser on those sorts of things than me. My thought was if we create an item to specifically help them, it might help them. But if you think that the... Like like what? The jacket of healing? I don't know. I think the only thing that limits us right now is our DM's ability to say yes to our imagination. (laughs) Or no, for that matter. How often do I say no? A blanket of cure grung disease like like a underwater woven basket okay. of warm well, you're trying, you're breathing to... pool like regardless of what that item might be is it something you want to attempt yes or no um because there is a scenario where that works yes yes okay that'll take some time and some planning but i definitely think the first thing that needs to happen is Darwin has to have a discussion with Dusty here. Okay. Like, that's... You came here on a mission to heal them. That process has begun. There may not be saving Sock, but there are hundreds of others that can be. Some that are unborn that maybe won't be sick at all. So, Darwin, what are you doing? I'm going to go find Dusty. Okay. It's not hard to find. He is still out in that tent with Alana and Gerso. Hanging from a tree. Out of the water. Oh, right. Okay. I think he will invite you in. (laughs) I want this to happen in the tent. Okay. There's a soft glow from a magical lantern. I think either Alana or Gerso put that together. They have some magical skill. Not great. They're not leveled wizards or anything, but they know a few tricks. Do you want them in there, or do you want this just to be you and Dusty? Probably just me and Dusty. Okay. To be on the safe side. Dusty will excuse them. Hey guys, uh, go, uh, go out. Uh, We need to talk. And they will nimbly hop out of the tent and scurry off into the darkness. Okay, Darvin, what news do you have? We are in a potentially awkward position, my friend. Okay. And when I say potentially, probably not. 
actually potentially we're in an awkward position i've been getting that feeling since yeah since we ran into you so the bard it seems i did not help (laughs) (laughs) point of contention okay has seemingly succeeded in what he set out to do we don't know the scope or scale of it adults who aren't too far gone seem to be getting better. Those who are not, well, you know. Well, the last I heard from Ogulus, who heard from Corum, was to come here and offer peace and mercy. Right. So what do you want me to do? Weren't you planning on, you know... Alana and Gerso are just about there. They've found some wild, uh, found some wild flora that, you know, when mixed with the water and maybe even some of their food, would be simple. Oh, that sounds quite peaceful. There's more than we intended. We don't want to have to do this piecemeal. Sure. So it would just go into their water supply? They live in the water. It would just go into their water? Potentially, yeah. Unless you're telling me no? I'm not telling you anything. Um, this is your mission, not mine. This was the bard's mission, not mine. Oh my god. I did agree. Mm-hmm. I, I did agree to help you. Should, let's see, what were the exact terms of our arrangement again? That if you found a way to stop the Grung from dying, if they were no longer in need of Karm's mercy, we would take it from there. We... I mean, it's not my decision either. It's Corum's. Then and if you friend. think we need to stop, then I think you and I need to try to communicate. Okay. That's what I thought. With Corum, you mean? Yes. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I agree. That is the only answer. We will do whatever he says. All right. How do you want to communicate with your god? Prayer. Okay. We've got prayer. (sighs) Okay, okay. Alright, Darwin. You and Dusty sit in this tent with the light from the lantern and you join together in mutual prayer, beseeching Coram's wisdom. What is this prayer like? Mm, Something along the lines of, you know, God who bestows peace and mercy on those who need it advise us in this tumultuous tumultuous isn't the right word confusing time okay there we go I say tumultuous isn't a bad word it's not confusing it's not the right word it's a little bit more apt roll religion with advantage you've got dusty here despite his methods he is still a firm believer a firm follower of corn okay <laughs> Love it, Darwin. When you pray to Corum, are your eyes open or closed? Closed. Okay. You're sitting there with Dusty praying, trying to connect with Corum for guidance. And with your eyes closed and minimal light here, it is dark. And as you pray, streaks of white start flying by until... They just consume everything. And 
you see a hazy vision of Corum. You see yourself. You see a hazy vision of yourself as well, and Dusty. It's all very ephemeral. And you just see what would be the bust of Corum. Just from the chest up, you see the shoulders. You don't see the arms. He's got the hood pulled up, and you just see darkness within. My children, it's been some time. What is it I can do for you? Well, as you know, doubtless, my friend Dusty was on a mission here. Yes. To give these people some peace. A mission of mercy. Yes. To bring these grown peace. My bard friend found a different solution to bring them a different kind of peace, we will say. And we just wanted to check for an updated directive. If it is your will that we bring them your peace, then we of course will. But if that is not your will, then that would be, you know, pointless slaughter. So we wanted to make sure that we're doing the right thing. Is this just you seeking information? Are you trying to persuade Corum? Or are you just seeking an mm. answer here? Are you trying to get a specific answer from him? A tiny bit, but... Which answer do you want? I don't want to have to kill these people. I don't want to piss off Arnus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think right now Arnus is the one you have to worry about pissing off. You'll see Vale coming a mile yeah, You're already pissed off at me. I'm not worried about that. <sighs> okay. Um, roll persuasion. Again with advantage. Dusty is still there. And you did crit last time, so I'm going to let that good vibe keep going. Even with advantage, that is a... It's not good. Hang on. That is a 10. It's in the double digits, at least. Your bard friend, who owes me so much as it is, is trying to take this away from me, too. Are you telling me these grung are not dying? So it would seem. We don't know for sure. I sent Dusty here on a very specific mission. But if these people aren't dying, then they are not ready to come home yet. That doesn't mean I'm pleased. I can be patient. Everyone always comes to me in the end. Most everyone. But tell your bard friend, there's no more time for delays. He needs to act. He needs to fulfill his oath. I will. Darvin, you are still doing good. You're still doing right by me. And I would ask of you, not demand, but ask, if there is anyone anyone who is ready to join me, you send them to me. I will. Okay. Do you have anything else for Coram? 
I don't think so. Believe it or not. Okay. Dusty is listening attentively. But since you're the one who changed the situation, he was more than happy to let you do the talking. Also, yeah, no, we'll leave that for when you guys get out. Um, so you finish up, and the light in this vision just drains away in a snap. Whoosh! And everything's dark. And your eyes flutter back open, and you're sitting in the tent. You've always been in the tent. And this was a vision with Dusty. And I think as you come out of it, you know, this is the second, third time you've spoken with Coram? Second. Fourth. There was Priest Diego's temple. Right. There was in the snow. When oh, yeah, got the gone. snow. Right. I don't know if there was another dark communication. Because usually I don't it. crit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a, there was a pat on the back. But that wasn't you communicating. But yeah, this is not your first time speaking with Cole. You've had this experience before. In different ways. But as you come out of this, Dusty stumbles over to the opening of the tent and just, like, heaves out. Like, vomits outside the tent. Oh, he's... You okay there, bud? I've prayed a lot, but I've never had that happen. Yeah, it happens when you uh, pray real hard and get a little lucky. I, I'd say it's about 1 in 20. <laughs> Darvin, your faith is humbling. I guess I should tell the kids we're going. Let's do a little reconnaissance. We need to find out. Who here still needs Coram's mercy? You heard him. Yeah. There will be some. Unfortunately, it's not going to be as simple as poisoning the water anymore. Okay. But, I mean, it's not like they're going to put up a fight. I don't think there's going to be a lot of them. Okay. I'm with you, Darvin. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com.